You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! I know this guy. He used to be a cop. You and your Star Labs nerds better put me back together. You were dirty then, and you're dirty now. Probably has a long list of people that want to toss him off rooftops. Four years seeing this stuff, I finally puked. You got it! It's another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Len and I sit down to discuss the DC Triple Shot on the CW. Uh, Glenn, this week I didn't Arrow. I didn't hate Arrow this week, but it was sort of just there. It was just a. It kind of, yeah. This week kind of felt like uh, the normal way we would rate the shows. Almost. I think so. I think so. Um... Arrow, I mean, look, it's it's not been amazing uh, this season. It's just been better than it has been. And this sort of just felt like one of those uh, early episodes of Flashing Arrow that we'd review the show, and it's just kind of a their show. I yeah. have a, I'm worried that they're maybe sliding back down to like those episodes where I was giving it like two or one and a half, or I quit watching halfway through. Uh, hey, but oh, one thing I will say about Arrow, it was pretty cool to see Ben Linus at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he was excellent in that episode for sure. Uh, I, I guess we'll talk. We talk about Arrow last since it's the last to air. We start with the Flash, season four, episode four, called "Elongated Journey Into Night," uh, where Gypsy's father, <laughs> Machete, it says Breacher. Fuck that. It's Machete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. he's never not machete uh he attacks cisco vowing to hunt and kill him in 24 hours uh allowing the romance to continue should he survive uh i'm so glad most relationships do not start on this sort of basis but uh for cisco though that's that's what he's fucking stuck with uh team flash <laughs> learns that the bus driver uh on the bus was murdered and tracks down another passenger we're our ralph dibney which is just the dorkiest name of all time uh he's got a pretty dorky superhero name too so indeed uh former ccpd detective exposed by barry and currently an infamous private investigator as two thugs attack digme he uh dibney he is revealed to have the power to stretch he's not stretch armstrong though is his name the elongated man what is his name yeah, his name's the Elongated Man. There's the Elongated Man, and then there's Plastic Man. Little similar, but different powers. Yeah. Elongated Man is essentially Mr. Fantastic. Mr. or Plastic Man can do the same stuff, but he can also shapeshift. Ah. If you ever play the Lego Batman games, he, like, some characters can fly, and when yes. he flies, he turns into, like, a little prop plane. 
So uh, like he he can move, he can kind of shape shift his body, but he essentially stretches and kind of elasticizes. Yeah. And Plastic Man's a bad guy. He's like a well, not a bad guy, but he was like a thief who became a hero kind of oh, thing. Oh, like Ant Man. Whereas sure. yeah, whereas Dimney's like really straight laced. He's like one of the first people to like have a happy marriage mm-hmm. in comics and That's stuff like crazy. that. So yeah, yeah, I he's would like bet. the. <laughs> being the elongated man and all uh yeah yeah that's to say he could clean the house without leaving the living room and just stretch his arms out that's what i was getting at everybody uh caitlin stabilizes his powers with the serum uh the team learns that ralph had uh, has been blackmailing mayor bellows for adultery with the latter revealed to have hired the thugs that attacked him barry confronts ralph for his actions while the latter scolds him claiming to have been a good cop he later stops blackmailing bellows who still attempts to kill him while machete mistakes uh uh mistakes dinby for a plastoid a species that invaded earth 19 previously and attacks him cisco intervenes and saves ralph whom barry having revealed his alter ego convinces to help arrest and escaping Bellows. Admiring Cisco's gallantry, Machete allows the relationship to continue. Barry recruits Ralph for Team Flash and learns that someone named DeVoe instructed Ralph to watch Bellows, and Barry remembers that Abracadabra and Savitar both mentioned the name DeVoe. Meanwhile, Caitlin finds a message on her apartment door. Ba-ba-bum! Uh, what did you think of the elongated journey in tonight, directed by Tom Cavanaugh? I thought this episode was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, just the stuff with Danny Trejo was the best. It was pretty great. I and to be honest, I didn't see the preview for this week, so I was not expecting him to show up. And it's like, yeah. boom! There's Danny Trejo for some reason, and. Gypsy comes in and it's like, oh, that's my dad. I'm like, holy shit, your dad's Machete? <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> but of course he is. Like, it, you know, with her, like, hard-nosed character, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. But no, is uh, I mean, that part where they're getting coffee, and not only does he go into, like, giving reasons why he'll never drink coffee again, mm-hmm. but just doing that countdown was just... <laughs> yeah. Was just the best. And Cisco's like, are, are you counting down? And then he skips the number and he's like, yeah, I know. And he just keeps going. And then just immediately, three, two, one, gets up. And then just like she walks over and she's like, uh, she's hunt- he's hunting him. <laughs> Indeed. And then Cisco thinks he's got him trapped. Like, I kind of like their little cat and mouse game whenever he like thought he was going to stand up to him and set traps for him. That was pretty fun. Mm hmm. I was this was a fun app. I mean, even like the main storyline, I actually didn't hate a lot of the like Ralph stuff. I actually thought he was kind of come. The only thing that like I thought was odd was whenever Iris is like, "Oh, I could see where you think he's attractive in a you know stone jaw Oliver Queen kind of way," <laughs> and it was like he's not buff or anything. So I don't. He's not built he's like dude. Barry. Yeah, I don't know why that made it sound like he was like some big guy. Was, that was the only thing I thought was kind of odd. Like it was. No, he's he's not like. I mean, you could tell he was like in shape and stuff, but it's not like he was like super buff or anything. Yeah, yeah I kinda, it was just kind of weird. I liked it. I liked him too, but. Uh, it felt a little odd. I mean, adding him to the team, like, I feel like... Well, I mean, in the comics, he's, like, in Silver Age stuff, he's, like, one of the most 
um, beloved like sidekicks. So well, I mean, just in terms of like another quick witted, funny guy, like you know, the team's kind of already got some quick witted, funny. Yeah, but he's kind of a jerk. He is a little bit of a jerk. That's right. He's kind of like Harry. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Harry's more like dry, where I feel like this guy's a little bit more like tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. A little, little variation, but yeah, I, I, just, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by and large, though, I uh, Boomer's also agrees. Uh, I think I don't know. I think it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. I, I liked it better than sort of what we've been getting lately um uh, to be honest i think my favorite part really was uh the the b plot with with cisco and and gypsy like all that stuff around them like him trying to figure out like what her real name is uh you know that sort of stuff isn't breacher isn't like machete's name revealed to be josh or something yeah, it's like Joshua and Cynthia or something like that. I feel like they went for yeah, like... Yeah, the B-plot was really good in this episode. I feel like they looked at Danny Trejo and they're like, what's the least Danny Trejo sounding name we can apply to this man? And they're like, Josh. <laughs> he does not look like a Josh. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, they're like, you know, hey man, what's your name? And he's just like, Josh. It's like, well, nah, I mean, I bet Danny Trejo's real name is like Daniel. Like, I wouldn't ever oh, call true. him Daniel. No. I mean, I don't even or know even if I'd Dan. call him Danny. Like, yeah. Danny, Danny works. Maybe. Like, if he's just like, call me Machete, I'd be like, oh, whatever you say, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen badasses on the bayou. Like, I will not mess with you guys uh, whatsoever. Uh, I'm so happy I got to, by the way, name drop that movie. Uh, like two years, I think, after we watched it, for parts unknown. <laughs> right. We watched uh, it just for this moment. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I was just so happy he was in the episode. Uh, by and large, though, I liked it. Uh, what, what did you What did you give this episode this week? Like uh, three and three quarters. Hmm? I gave it a four. I was really happy this week. Yeah, the B plot was really, really good. It was just some stuff was kind of ho hum, but it was mm-hmm. the B was just hilarious. Yeah, so is brain is brain guy is he DeVoe? Thinker? I thinker. Uh I don't actually know his name. Yeah. My uh Sure. <laughs> my my eldest daughter is steeped in nineties nostalgia for some reason, even though she grew up in the two thousands. Uh but she suggested his first name might be Bell Biv, uh which uh, I hope is true because I'd really like for the villain to be called Bell Biv DeVoe, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Yeah, yeah, he is DeVoe. Yeah, that's his. I guess it was kind of. I sort of forgot that these people mentioned these names. It's such like a not. It's such like a, a not like stick to your head like name. I didn't even realize like Abracadabra or Savitar both said it, but I suppose they did. Maybe oh, we'll talk did. about things like when they showed previews for Arrow, mm-hmm. and I was like, when the hell did that happen? Like, yeah. I, I didn't remember them saving a guy from a shipping crate. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> I just had to go with, like, yeah, I guess it happened in the show, because I, I don't remember that. Well, we're on to my favorite episode of the week. Legends. Oh, really, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow Season 3, Episode 4, called Phone Home. I'm 
them in the paper. And I'm dead? There's a whole lot more where that came from. I think I know what kills me. Ah! I'm here to save your life. <laughs> awesome costumes. suddenly disappears in the wave rider like he doesn't take the wave rider and leaves he literally vanishes like in that picture in back to the future he vanishes because gideon reveals that he died halloween 1988 uh the legends travel to that time when ray appears once more and finds his younger self uh he has adopted a little tiny baby creature of some kind they eventually realize that it is a baby dominator and this dom baby dominator is an anachronism uh eventually government agents take the baby dominator leading ray young ray and zari to break in to rescue it while sarah nate and amaya discover that the dominator's mother has returned to retrieve her child the baby uses mind control to distract the agents and the legends get it back to its mother who then leaves in peace when a young Ray gets picked on by bullies at Halloween, the legends show up to defend him. Meanwhile, Jax and Mick learn that Stein is anxious to be the presence of the birth of his grandchild and help him with it, borrowing the Wave Rider. Later, Jax asks Ray to help figure out a way to split Firestorm so that Stein can go home and live a normal life. Uh, so what did you make of Phone Home? It was pretty good. This was pretty damn great. I love this episode. <laughs> yeah, there is so many things I loved in this episode. Also, they because they they did it the joke before, mm -hmm. but uh, and my friend and I were trying to look it up to see if he had done a play because they 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 do pretty good job of like uh, breaking the fourth wall of of previous projects mm -hmm. that others have done you know the titanic thing i remember in the crossover episode whenever uh um supergirl tells ray that she kind of looks like his cousin uh, oh that's right yes so uh, yeah there was like the prison you know, break do... thing from last week yeah yeah and so you know whenever he keeps Mitt keeps bringing up fiddler on the roof <laughs> like it's like he had to have done like something you know, like he had to have done a play somewhere sometime because yes. he's brought it up a couple of times. He has, in in different ways. But His yeah, best I mean, you this... can tell he's not done Fiddler on. Yeah, the well, we couldn't see it. We just so we don't know where the joke comes from. Maybe he's just um, a fan. Yeah, he might just be a big fan of Fiddler on the Roof. But no, this episode was great. Um, between, uh, oh my gosh, I went blank. Between Steel. Having a crush on Ray's mom. Oh, yes. And then thinking he's making out with Ray's mom. But instead making out with the female dominator. dominator. Yeah. 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 Uh, the musical, uh, the, the joke oh, about God. the musical. God, what musical was that? It was uh, Singing in the Rain. Sing in the Rain. And uh, the, that they took that joke and like turned it into like a thing later, complete with like a dance, dance number. Dance number, yeah. It was great. Uh Obviously, we talked about how the preview for this episode and the episode title 
certainly made you think there was going to be a lot of E.T. homage, and boy, did they ever homage the shit out of this uh, with E.T. stuff. I mean, everything from, like, hiding in the... the I mean, the obviously the alien, the kid with the alien, but, uh, you know, the hiding in the closet to the flat-out just recreating the flying bike scene <laughs> uh, with the moon and whatnot, with, like, Ray Palmer in the Adam suit flying behind them. Super silly, but, like, they know they're being super silly. So, uh, you know, that's what makes it so great. You've got, like, the the faceless agents coming to take the alien, and they take the kid. Well, the agent was from the... Uh... The crossover episode. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, the guy was. I think he had like a, a woman, and there were like other people with him or whatever who yeah. were just you know, generic, yeah, generic agents of whatever. Um, yeah. And by the way, it is great that they kind of they they didn't really have to go that far to like, you know, hey, remember this guy from the crossover uh, thing we did like last year? But you know, I'm glad that they did. Uh, although this show has obviously set itself very firmly uh, way more tongue-in-cheek than than anything else on any of the other shows or very much winking at the audience this show does. It doesn't really have to build that credibility of saying, like, look at this continuity we're doing. But uh, I'm glad they did it anyway. <laughs> they didn't really have to. Uh, I Yeah, I really like that. All, the stuff with Nate and the mom... Uh, that stuff was all great. And it also, like, it was weird because of, like, when this came out and we were also watching... Stranger uh, Things. Stranger Things. And there's yeah. a lot of that that happened in Stranger Things that happened in this episode, too. So it's all just weird that it all sort of melted together like this. But, yeah, I like it. So are we going to see the end of Stein on the show? Is this, like, the end of his run? Is he going to be out of here by the, the mid-season finale? I think so. I mean... They find a new partner for Jax, or maybe or they just split it, or, or yeah, or find a way for Jax to just be Firestorm by himself or something. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like I don't even think they really need Jefferson in the show at all. He kind of just seems like he figured everything out last year, so it's kind of yeah. weird that they actually because they don't seem to really be doing much with him. I mean, I guess now they would be if they're trying to split him and Stein. But he's definitely taking a backseat. They're certainly not doing a lot of firestormy stuff with him. Yeah. Like, you know, very rarely do they ever, like, light up and shoot fire at things. It hasn't happened all that often. But I did like that scene at the end uh, where they all hang out with young Ray. Uh, as, mm-hmm. like, in their... <laughs> in their Give uh, us your candy and allowance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mick holds him up. Yeah. yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Give us all your candy. And then Mick's the one who helps him, like, go see uh, uh, Stein's baby. Yes. Like, he's the one who, like, cares the most about getting him there. Like, that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> After he broke the 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 gear shifter or whatever to yes. be able to fly the other ship. Yes. They just leave the note. Be right because back. Because they, they think he's working with, like, the time agency yeah. or whatever, the time bureau. Uh, yeah, this was a this was a great episode. I loved it. Do you have anything else to add, or would you like to drop a score on it? No, I mean it just this the show just continues to know what it is. I mean that's like yep. 
And I, I love it. I love the show so much. Mm. Uh, it's wacky and zany, and it's not afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, unlike a certain movie I saw this weekend where it kind of felt like they wanted to, and then seems like somebody may have been like, no, 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 focus <laughs> on this. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know, like four and a half. I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, there was not a moment where I wasn't either chuckling or just engaged. So I just, I don't know. I really, like... I would really like to hear a panel of like from the writers' room and just like how like how they can make this balance actually work because it's I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty fine line and so whenever you I think whenever you make something work like that that's really impressive. Yep. I'm uh yeah I love this uh I'm going I'm going all in on this episode I give oh. it a big full five I loved it this is uh. This was perfect Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe it's not peak Legends of Tomorrow, but it was uh, it was everything I love about the show done uh, to perfection. So yeah, if I would be like someone like, oh, I've never seen the show. Like, oh, well, hey, watch this last week's episode. If you don't like it, then it's your problem. Yeah, like it is not for you. I mean, that's this won't be your thing. But this is like the show at its best so if this isn't for you <laughs> then it's not for you but uh yeah that's uh that's certainly legends of tomorrow when it's doing legends of tomorrow the best uh well to go from that to a rather flat episode of arrow season six episode four called reversal are you waiting for someone is it too cheesy if i say you you will all seduce the guy and then killed him what do you guys think? Black Siren turned Black Widow? You've changed something about yourself. I just can't put my finger on it. Laurel, uh, alternate universe Laurel. Earth 2 Black or Siren. Black Siren begins killing seemingly unimportant individuals while Felicity is approached by Elena, who tells her that Caden James is planning something with hundreds of millions of casualties worldwide. Uh, they meet black market deal- uh, dealer Amnesiac to buy a ghost drive. Feeling concerned, Oliver intervenes and attacks the thugs, angering Felicity, who steals the drive. Team Arrow tracks down Laurel to Felicity's apartment, with Laurel revealed to be working for James, who tasks his men to kill Felicity and Elena, who is uh, Elena critically shot during the rescue by Team Arrow. Felicity learns that James has stolen the victim's fingerprints necessary to enter the International Domain Name Directory, the IDND the global internet infrastructure. Believing that James intends to destroy the internet, Team Arrow attacks his party at the IDND, where Felicity manages to breach through the firewall to stop James' apparent attack. She adds Elena for her startup, calling it Helix, and intending to mass-produce her spinal implant. James is revealed to have intentionally lured Felicity into breaking uh, into the firewall so that he can have secret access to it and cover his tracks at the same time. He also provides Laurel with a device that will stop Curtis's tracking. And then the cliffhanger for the episode, Oliver receives a call from Slade Wilson 
asking Ollie for help. So, what did you think of uh, Reversal? I mean, this really felt like previous seasons. <laughs> it did, like quite a bit. Like, I did not care what was going on at all in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, only though I, I, even though I know, like, the internet controls everything and, like, taking down the internet would be devastating, it certainly doesn't seem to really make for an interesting plot device at a action show i guess i don't know well i mean it's like they're i don't know it's like they're tony starking felicity but she's just not as charming as robert downey jr i know a few are i mean by that i mean she keeps causing all these problems and never learning her lesson and never getting her comeuppets uh, that's true so it's like i <laughs> just i don't know like i just Oh, I freed this guy. He's actually super bad now. Oh, but it's because of PTSD from how he was treated. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess it's just a <laughs> big sigh. I mean, there's so there's not even all that much to talk about in this episode. Things happened. Oh, I mean, and then like Oliver broke his vigilante promise or whatever. Sort yeah. of. Put on his gas mask and see. Uh, I think that was okay. I actually kind of liked the Oliver stuff. Like, I liked him kind of... I, I do like this whole him taking a backseat thing. Like, I thought... I actually kind of enjoyed that stuff in this mm-hmm. episode. Like, kind of seeing the role reversal a little bit. I actually think he plays it off pretty well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll, I will give him kudos to that. Because I actually do think that's pretty cool. Uh, the way they've been doing it. But, like... <laughs> So one thing that really made me mad was when Black Siren, they have their like final fight in the internet hub in Star City. Uh, she's all like, oh, I was wondering what was something different about you. And then he shoots the crossbow thing. He's like, oh, it's a crossbow. And it's not blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's what's different. So you've got to be somebody else. And I was just thinking, like, you guys fought each other previously, but a pretty well-lit area and he walked by you and you didn't notice him shooting a crossbow then but now now is when you make the joke yeah. like that's just bad writing or i mean look we can go with the obvious thing you can see his face you can totally tell he's black now like yeah at the, at the very least like you can tell like something's different and his voice is different too i mean or if, we've, just... or if we've ever learned anything from uh and he's like two inches taller yeah, and if we've ever learned anything from the Matrix sequels, you never truly know someone until you fight them. So you'd think that Oliver and Diggle have different fighting styles. Like, you'd think she'd be able to tell that, you know, this is an Oliver fight, because she knows Oliver's the Green Arrow. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That stuff is always a little weird. It was just a dumb, dumb, dumb bit of writing. Like. Yeah. I get you were trying to be clever and add something, but it's like, no, you should have done the previous fight. Mm-hmm. Not not the second fight you've had this episode. Or it's well lit or whatever, yeah. Yeah, or like, I don't even know like where how she escaped in the first one. Like, I just noticed like she's there. She's not even really doing anything. She's just kind of standing. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then she's just gone. She's just not in the shot. And I was like, well, where the hell? Like, usually they do like the little cutback, show them flee or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't do that, which you know that's fine. I don't need them to do it. But it was just weird that like I, you don't even see her actively leaving. It's just she's standing in the shot, and then when the camera pans back, she's not there. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really weird. Now, I will say this: 
that second fight that they have when they're like kind of panning around Felicity as she's kind of moving through the facility a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool uh, camera work and fight choreography. That is one thing this show never really seems to fail at. It always seems to do a pretty good job. Yeah, I don't know if they hired new people this season, but it just seemed, things just seem more crisp this uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like like the fighting and stuff is just more fluid. Like it doesn't just like it's not far away shots and then close ups. Like it just seems like they're. They're willing to kind of scan back, but they've—I've noticed—they seem to be moving the camera with them more versus just stationary mm-hmm. and filming around it. That's one thing I've noticed, which I've liked. Um, it's just, yeah, I didn't give a crap what happened this episode. I mean, again, like I said, like having Ben Linus was cool because that guy like genuinely creeps me out. Like, so it's glad to know that even like ten years later, the guy still creeps me out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, for sure. Uh, anything else to add about... No, I mean, uh, is there anything you wanted to say? No, there is... There, I mean, there is nothing. I mean, there. this was like... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the ending has me interested I, in next week's episode, because... Oh, because they know how to... They figured out a name and what their product's going to be for um, Helix, their startup. Yes, Helix and Spine augmentation i that was my thing i was thinking too like when we're like oh we're gonna do startup but i was like what about that thing that's in her back like it seems like a good idea you might want to try and uh sure i mean i feel like they went with i feel like they maybe went with one of the most unoriginal (laughs) names for like a tech company helix Helix dynamics yeah aren't there like a million of these square helix uh instead of square enix maybe uh, I yeah, I don't know. It's I'm interested in next week's episode. I like Slade Wilson, and uh, I'm hoping that will end up being a good episode. I didn't know. I gave this like a week three. I didn't want to go lower than that because I felt like the episode was fine for what it was, but it just didn't catch my. I wasn't fully. Really? Because I'm going to go lower. Because I just, I I was on my phone. I I remember there was one part and I was like, oh, because I've been watching it on the CW. So I have to have those stupid commercial breaks. Sure. And I was just like, oh, oh, there's a commercial now. I totally missed this this block. (laughs) Um, Like I was listening, but I I wasn't paying attention to a single thing that was happening. Yeah. So yeah, now I'm going to give it like two and a half. Like it just, it, it was because they felt like they were like, you know, like you had said, like they felt like they were kind of steady and right in the ship, and then this time it was just like they just veered. Yeah, they're just like here's an episode. We've got to do like twenty four of these, so just you know, here's one. Have fun. We'll be back next week with something more interesting. Uh, before we take off, hey, you know, what? let's talk about uh, let's talk about something that is great. Or at least a, a character that's great. We haven't seen him in a long time. But it's a good way to do our segue for thanking ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash ThinkGeek. Or if you're at uh, cinemageekly.com, hit the ThinkGeek link at the top of the page uh, to do your shopping at ThinkGeek. And I am staring at one of those uh, pop vinyls that the kids love so yeah. much to collect. Uh, and they have... A lovely Captain Cold pop vinyl uh, Think Geek exclusive, and I saw this, and it's like you know this isn't like the 
kookiest or the wackiest thing that they have on Think Geek for DC related items, but it just made me kind of long for when he was on like these shows and even when he was crossing over. Uh, specifically, Legends of Tomorrow, Captain Cold. Uh, but even like even after he died, and was sort of doing those appearances, he hasn't appeared since. Like he hasn't. Sh- I don't know if he even is going to show up at all this season on anything. Uh, but I kind of hope he does. I sort of really miss him. Are you, yeah. are you still? You still yeah. kind of wishing he was back? I'm still holding the torch for the guy. Yeah. Well, it's super cheap over at Think Geek. It's like eight bucks. Uh, so go pick it up. It's a Think Geek exclusive. Uh, but if that's not your thing, there's a ton of DC things for you to get from Think Geek. And as I said before, the best way to go about it is using our link, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Uh, so that is the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of Flashing Arrow. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Uh, just search for Flashing Arrow and hit subscribe. And we'll come back next week with more. Season 4 of The Flash. Episode 5 called Girls' Night Out. Episode 5 of Legends of Tomorrow. Continuing their third season. Return of the Mac is that week's episode's title. Which is awesome. And season 6 of Arrow. Episode 5 called Deathstroke Returns. Returns.